Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's International Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead. Hello and welcome to the next edition of the Chief Investment Office Weekly Investment Outlook podcast. You're with Stuart Haslam and I'm very pleased to introduce our Chief Investment Officer for the Private Bank, Christian Nolting. Christian, good morning and thanks for joining us. Hi Stuart, thanks for having me again. Yeah, it's great to have you back. We've spoken to lots of your colleagues over the last uh, couple of weeks, as we usually do. Um, But uh, now we have the boss himself. Great to speak to you, Christian. Um, Last week, obviously, with uh, your colleague Deepak Puri in the US, the key topic of conversation was around central banks and the uh, Fed's action, along with the UK central bank, Japan central bank, looking at this persistent inflation problem. And of course, in last week's kind of news flow, um, it really was about uh, Chairman Powell's comments from the FOMC. Tell us a little bit about that and your immediate reaction. Yeah, I think the FOMC is is hawkish. Uh, they say, look, uh, we, we need to fight inflation. I think that will be a very, very important topic for the next weeks and months apart, of course, from a situation in Ukraine, but it's interlinked, right? You get uh, a lot of supply chain issues which will remain longer. And that's why I think central banks, not only the Fed, but globally need to see what they can do. And maybe it was interesting to see, if I may add, Stuart, uh, what Paul said uh, last week, where he also didn't rule out a 50 basis point uh, hike. And I think uh, that shows the urgencies the central banks are working on fighting inflation. Uh, and maybe it's driven a little bit as well by the fact that the market is pricing a 25 basis point hike for every meeting. But also what we should take into account, normally the, the Fed or the FOMC doesn't hike immediately before elections. And we have elections this year on November 8th, the midterm election in the US and the FOMC meeting would be the first and second of November. So I wouldn't expect a change there. And that means they, if they really want to go to the same level, they need to do that earlier. And that's important because we do not expect inflation numbers to come down over the next two months. So the next meeting of the Fed in May, they probably see even higher inflation than right now. And I think that justifies really also 50 basis point hike. Yeah, very interesting, Christian. And, you know, I think this topic has been part of our discussions with your colleagues for many, many weeks, in fact, for months now. Um, The next question I have for you is, what can central bankers do to fight this persistent inflation problem that we have beyond, you know, we're obviously talking a lot about rate hikes. Um, What other tools are in in their armory, so to speak, um, to help uh, consumers to help businesses deal with these persistent supply chain cost pressures? Yeah, look, the, that's the issue, right? So it's a, it's a tricky situation for the central banks because this inflation is not driven by demand. It's really driven by supply chain issues. And what can you do really to fight that? Not much. Of course, the normal reaction function would be to hike. Uh, But they have also another tool to look at liquidity in the financial markets, which has not been there before because there was not quantitative easing before. So now what they will do as well on top of hiking uh, is also to use quantitative tightening, i.e. shrinking the balance sheet actively. Uh, And uh, the Fed will announce how much they will do via their minutes. They didn't say so far, but something is to come. And also the ECB has said they will use that. And literally it's, it's going the same direction. If you reduce the balance sheet, it's also equal to also hikes in terms of taking liquidity out of the market. So that's another tool they can use. And I think then the third tool is very important because if you think through from an inflation perspective, we do agree that inflation won't stay high forever because you have this massive increases in commodity, especially energy prices. 
And to stay at this high level, that increase has to come in every year at that high percentage. That's quite unlikely. But uh, what is important, especially, is the second round effects. So what's the inflation expectations? What does these high inflation numbers do to wage demand so that wages are increasing? And that's where the central banks need to give guidance that they are ready to fight inflation, that the consumer also sees something is happening. That's what we call moral situation. And I think that's a big difference also to the 1970s, where the central banks, first of all, didn't have quantitative tightening because they didn't do QE before, but also they didn't pay so much attention to really moral situation, what they can do uh, uh, on their statements. So literally every word they put out, of course, is watched by the market. And I think there will be a lot of focus on this one as well. So that's another tool and very important tool to work on inflation expectations. What's so interesting, isn't it, Christian? We, we really are in a period of almost uncharted territory here as we uh, as we watch central banks and their response um, to these inflationary pressures. Of course, for all of our listeners um, who are interested in, in the markets and how to position themselves in this type of environment, what sort of questions are you being asked by clients at the moment? And what is your view on the kind of immediate to, to medium term outlook, um, given the current situation that we're in? Yeah, questions I'm asked most are how to position for inflation. And I think that's a very valid question. So we have we have said before, it's probably not government wants to be in, at least be in, if so, with short duration. I think we see some uh, return possible in the high yield space. But of course, that's a more risky area because the economy is still doing quite OK. It will be impacted by the Ukraine war. So everyone has reduced their forecast, but not necessarily to a global recession. We could imagine that Europe has some recession but not the US, not Asia from that perspective, high yield in that area, US, Asia should do quite okay from our point of view. And then uh, still there's some positive correlation between inflation and equities, but you have to be very selective uh, if you look at sectors. I think what's important also in the next earnings season, so we, we go to April, we have the earnings season for Q1 of this year. I think the market will really focus on price takers uh, and price makers. So. If you have pricing power with that higher inflation coming in, I think that's positive because you can at least keep your margin high. But as a company, if you don't have this and your margin is shrinking, uh, then of course your outlook cannot be good with the high inflation number. So I think that will be very important to really differentiate on the equity space. But in general, with that high inflation numbers, we have now seen real rates to even come down. And uh, all the listeners will remember at the beginning of the year, the market was having some really nervous that's about uh, real rates going positive. With that higher inflation numbers, that's not going to happen. And that makes equi equities attractive on a relative basis. So from that perspective, I wouldn't write off uh, equities at all because there is some linkage to inflation, but you need to look at margins, of course. Interesting times. Can't wait for this next earnings season, Christian. And perhaps just as we finish off uh, today's podcast, a couple of quick comments from you uh, on the data points to look out for in the week ahead, if we could. Yeah, very interesting week ahead, I have to say. Uh, so uh, on Thursday, let me just name some. On Thursday, we get the China PMI data. So how is the Chinese economy doing that? Also given their actions on the zero COVID policy. So from that perspective, very interesting to see what, we, what, what we're getting there. Uh, market is expecting PMIs to be still slightly above 50 because that's always expansion. Below 50 would be contraction. But uh, it could be a very close call. So interesting to watch there. And then Friday, 1st of April, so always first Friday in a month, you get the non-farm payrolls in the US and the labor market is very important to watch. So the survey is giving us a positive number of 450 
uh, but the prior number was uh, 678, if I'm not wrong. And from that perspective, a slightly weaker market, but still positive. But every, let's say, alteration to that could be seen as very interesting. And again, Stuart is about inflation. So we also get the Eurozone CPIs on Friday. Uh, and let's see where we end up there. So probably higher number again uh, compared to last time. So it's about inflation and the economy. Very important data points this week. Busy week as always. Christian, thanks so much for your time. This has been your CIO Weekly Investment Outlook podcast with Christian Nolting, the Chief Investment Officer of the Private Bank, and Stuart Haslam. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you again and listen to you again next time. Bye-bye for now. This podcast may be considered marketing material. The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, and you might not get back the amount you originally invested. The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, ECB, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority, BaFin, and by Germany's Central Bank, Deutsche Bundesbank. Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated, a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSE and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The product, services, information and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2021 Deutsche Bank AG and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank AG.